Hello, and welcome to A Book a Week, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly. Thanks for joining me today. We are officially at episode 20. Woohoo! So we've made it um, uh, into another another round of new episodes. Uh, we're about 10 months into the podcast run, intermittent episodes of these book reviews, and so far so good. Today I will be reviewing a book by Maria Semple called Today Will Be Different. It came out, I believe, in 2016. Maria is the author of Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which is another book that I happen to enjoy a good bit. Um, it's a very, like, whimsical book. And uh, I decided, since I enjoyed her previous work, that I would read Today Will Be Different. So, I will go ahead and just read you the description given on the back of the book. Eleanor Flood knows she's a mess, but today she will tackle the little things. She will shower and get dressed. She will play with her son, Timby. She will initiate sex with her husband, Joe. But then life happens, and Eleanor's modest plan gets derailed. Today, it turns out, is the day Timby has decided to play sick, to weasel his way into his mother's company. It's also the day Eleanor discovers that Joe's been telling his receptionist, and not his wife, that he's on vacation. When an encounter with a former colleague produces a relic from the past that threatens to expose a family secret, Eleanor comes completely undone. With all the heart and mad artistry that made Where'd You Go, Bernadette so beloved, today will be different as a wildly funny and unflinching exploration of motherhood, middle age, faith, and the risks of facing up to our former selves so we can truly begin living. That's the description of this book in a nutshell. Uh, the main character, the protagonist, is Eleanor Flood. Eleanor is an interesting character. She, so the book takes place in Seattle, which is a lot like Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Because I'm pretty sure that's where Maria Semple lives as well. It takes place in Seattle. She's uh, an artist who's had quite a career and um, she previously worked on a show called, in the book it's called Looper Wash. So she worked on a TV show for a while as an animator. Um, and then now she's doing like another project where she's like um, examining poetry and things like that. So she's a very interesting character. Sorry about that little audio skip there probably. Um, my computer is low on battery, so I thought old baby in. So yeah, um, Eleanor is a middle-aged animator who is married to a man named Joe, has a son named Timby, which uh, I was unfamiliar with that name before reading this book. Timby is kind of like a precocious, uh, you know, elementary grade um, child. Um, He's very level-headed, asks a lot of questions, really just wants to spend time with his mom and feels a little bit neglected, which is why he plays sick in the book. Joe is a physician for like celebrities or well-known, so he's like whenever we hear about him in the book, he's often described like taking up these different interesting jobs of people who are enlisting him for their health care. But really the book takes place over the course of one day 
where Eleanor picks up her son from school and they vow to spend time together. But along the way, she checks her calendar and realizes that she has an appointment with a man named Spencer, who she can't remember who Spencer is, but has accepted the lunch meeting. So she goes to the lunch and realizes that he's um, a guy who 12 years back, she used to work with at the show um, Looper Wash. Uh, he was unfortunately fired from the show because um, he was not a good fit for their team and was Spencer was kind of needy and needed to impress everyone. So he spent his salary giving gifts to everyone else on the team and to Eleanor and to her. Uh, he was not talented and he also was a kiss up, which is why uh, he was ultimately let go. But 12 years later, flash forward to now, the day that where the book is taking place, Spencer has contacted Eleanor for a meeting and wants to, uh, you know, connect and say, like, even that things work out the way that they should, pretty much uh, he's become successful on his own. He has his own exhibit in Seattle that uh, is, you know, close by to the restaurant that they're meeting at, that I think the museum. Um, so things are, are fine. Uh, but he mentions in the course of their conversation over lunch um, about a comic book that used to exist um, that Eleanor made years back called The Flood Girls, which was about her and her sister. And it was never completed. But it, um, I don't know, uh, it reveals pretty much that Eleanor has a sister named Ivy that she has not told her own son about, that she is estranged from, and the book begins traveling into a series of flashbacks um, explaining, you know, her relationship with Ivy, where Ivy is now, and what kind of soured their relationship in the past. So uh, that part's interesting how the she has the lunch meeting with Spencer. He brings up the Flood Girls, which is an interesting concept, like that she would be approached to write a comic book slash graphic novel about her growing up and her sister. They actually, inside the book, they have a copy of the Flood Girls, which is helpful to show like what it looks like. Um, but to me, I can't really believe that this would be like a real comic book because comic books nowadays are such... I don't know. Um, they mainly focus on like superheroes or um, running series like The Walking Dead or um, movies like V for Vendetta. But it's hard to believe that this would be, you know, like it's cute, the Flood Girls, but it's hard to believe that there would be a market for this type of book. Anyways, I think it's cool that they include that in the middle, the, what the Flood Girls actually looks like beyond just discussing it. But the Flood Girls really triggers the story into motion um, and brings up the whole concept of Ivy uh, to the to the table, which kind of makes Eleanor go unhinged. You know, she doesn't really have it together to begin with, but um, this whole lunch date with Spencer really doesn't make things better. And interesting about Eleanor, I don't know. Um, she lists her shortcomings. She knows that she's not perfect, but in my opinion, she's kind of not that likable. Like, she'll say some comments that make her seem not like, well, kind of snooty or um, that make fun of other people 
you know, like her son's teachers or uh, Spencer himself, things like that, that um, she's not like particularly a nice or sympathetic character, at least in my eyes. Um, when reading the back of the book, it seems like it's going to be more of a book about depression. You know, like uh, it's literally saying that she has problems getting out of bed. Um, getting showered and get dressed. And to me, I'm like, okay, that person seems relatable, you know, someone who's struggling, someone who wants to make their life better. But when we see Eleanor, yeah, sure, she is depressed, but it's much more like a depressed person probably wouldn't do all of the stuff that she does because there's more stuff at play, you know, like she has kind of soured relationships. She's a selfish person, you know, um, she really uh, hasn't spent the time with her son that she should be spending. So, um, to me, it's hard to like her as much, um, unfortunately, at least in my eyes. But I like the concept of, you know, her trying to turn her life around with the little things. And then getting to know the per a person over the course of one day, um, you really get the uh, through all the jump backs, flashbacks that Maria Semple writes, you get a good understanding of all the details of how she grew up, you know, like had a Broadway mother who passed away and then her dad moved her and her sister from New York to Aspen, Colorado, where they lived in a friend's guest house, you know, like, and that's what they, uh, draw in the Flood Girls is her growing up, this unconventional life being raised by her father in Colorado. That part is very interesting to me. I think Marie Simple really thrives on giving details that make these people seem real. To me, uh, this animator character, Eleanor, seems real. So I can appreciate that. Um, obviously, it's like, you know, sometimes comparing authors' works can be like apples and oranges, but I did prefer Where'd You Go, Bernadette, in terms of the story. I uh, found that very compelling. But also, at the heart of that, there's a mystery because Bernadette literally disappears on her daughter, and her daughter has to trace where her mother would go in the midst of um, that journey happening. And in this this case, there isn't a mystery, but rather everything's just taking place in one day. And there are like some small things you want to find out, like who is Ivy? Why on earth would Eleanor not tell her own son about his aunt? You know things like that. So um, that that sense of the book is intriguing, um, but I definitely prefer or other work in terms of the rereadability factor um, and plot itself. In both books, it has mothers who can't really get it together or who have problems, which is, you know, helpful that, you know, moms are human, they're not perfect, they're doing the best that they can, um, and kind of getting in the mindset of these flawed women is very interesting. Um, and also, as a person who has never been to Seattle, I feel like I get a sense of at least Seattle in this universe, in their world, and that's really fun to explore the setting. I, f I feel like she's really good at incorporating the location into her stories. So I'll continue to read uh, Maria Semple's book. I have not read This One Is Mine, which also is one of her other big books. Um, but overall, you know, I, I this is a fun like day read. You can read it on the beach. Um, read it, you know, for 30 minutes before bed, you'll get through it pretty fast. It can certainly be read in a week's time, which I appreciated, you know, it's, it's nice. Um, it's also got a, at least the copy that I have has, it's a bright orange cover with white text that says today will be different. 
And for some reason in my mind for the last week, I was like, oh, I need to pick up that book. And I thought the title was Everything Will Be Okay. I knew it was four letters that had to do with like, to, you know, like depression, overcoming um, adversity or obstacles. But no, the title is Today Will Be Different. And I need to make sure that I don't confuse the title um, when I tell other people about this book. Uh, overall, on that scale of 1 to 10 that I use, I guess I give the book a 7. Um, I, I liked it, but not as much as I did her other books. And to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to read this. I gladly like loan this copy to one of my friends. Be like, hey, if you need to unwind, go ahead and read this book. I think you'd like it. Um, but I don't think it will go down as one of my favorite books. And with so many things competing for my attention um, and everyone else's attention, that in the long term, I'm not sure if I will remember this book, which sounds harsh, but I, you know, it, it's still. I like the writing, the characters are very real, they jump off the page. I think it's just the main plot in general, you know. Um, and the fact that I didn't really connect with Eleanor and like her, you know, like uh, the book definitely has a sense of humor and it took me a while, you know, to get into the flow of that and realize, yeah, these are, you know, like the author's kind of poking fun at this, at this main character. She's supposed to be flawed, she's supposed to be human and have these traits and be kind of a jerk, um, but, because I didn't like her as a character, I had a problem, you know, with getting into the book or rooting for her just because um, she was making so many mistakes over and over again. So, um, yeah, uh, if you're a fan of Marie Sample, pick up this book, but definitely read Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Uh, it came out last year, and there are plenty of people who liked it more than I did. Uh, on the back of the book, it, Terry Gross from NPR said, both hilarious and moving. Sophie Flack of the Boston Globe said nothing short of a masterpiece. So, the point of the story is, uh, decide for yourself what you think about this book. Obviously, I review books that can be read in a week's time, but it's also more to generate discussion and for me to record and um, actually hold myself accountable for reading on a regular basis. So pick it up if you'd like. If not, no worries. I'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully it will be a book that I am over the moon about, but we'll see. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to connect with me online at Book Week Podcast on Twitter, or you can email me at bookaweekpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you. Thanks so much for listening today. Let's reconnect with reading. I'll see you next time.